Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Um, Hobbs and I are recording today on uh, Thanksgiving in in the U.S., so we uh, we decided we 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 pulled an audible to uh, to continue the theme because that's that's a football joke, by the way, an American football joke. I don't wow, have very many. That's of impressive. Them I was going to say, I, is I'm that... not a very I'm not very versed in sports, but I got that one. I was like, is that it? Is that you're, yeah, you're it, done now? At it's this point? not it but it's close <laughs> it's it's a it's a significant percentage um so anyway we we were going to talk about uh we we're going to do color pie of food and we were going to talk about a different um topic which will we will still leave uh, shrouded in mystery for a future episode but decided Ooh. to take advantage yes. of timeliness um and and actually talk about thanksgiving foods at least american thanksgiving foods the color pie of of these so we're, well, before I'm, we get started, I yes, just yes, want to real we quick get started, say we have things to talk yeah, about. Things to talk about. One thing that we are thankful for. I mean, I think that that's <laughs> yes. you know what what we want to be thinking about is uh, like this is a holiday more and more kind of steeped in in kind of bad history. So I think we just kind of oh, want to acknowledge yeah. that <laughs> um, oh, yeah, flat yeah. out. Uh, very, but it it is kind of you know it's that that piece of for what it's become is that actual giving of things, which is something that we try to do throughout the year. Um, but as we're doing this, we want to thank uh, a couple of people. Um, we want to thank Grinding Coffee Company, Absolutely. as always, for being amazing sponsors and uh, you know collaborators for different projects and for the show. Uh, and I also want to just give a special th- shout out to our Discord. Um, uh-huh. I just love them. Like they, everybody who's in that Discord is just so encouraging so respectful so just supportive of each other in in different times of struggles and i really feel like if people give when they can in terms of like their spoons or whatever they have available to them and i just think that that's it's just it's it always is a place that i'm glad that we have kind of fostered or or, or a community that's developed out of us doing this cast yes it, it's it is just incredible to me that that it exists and that these these wonderful folk are spending time kind of together. And I'm just so happy and, and, and proud that something that we've done has encouraged people, these nice and wonderful people that come together to help build this this small but fantastic community that we have on our, on our Discord. That is, it's a very good call out, Hobbs. And it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, today it's, yeah. Sir, we'll leave it there. I think you said it well, Hobbs. And this is this is what happens sometimes when we don't uh, we don't prepare too much for these color pie episodes, particularly when we change the topic um, the day and, of, and, and one of us forgets, and then one of us forgets that that's um, we won't say who doing. it is. Just, no, it's, it's someone. No, it's one yeah, of it's, us. Yeah, it's 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 fifty percent of the people talking right now. Yeah. Um, so if you guess, you have a fifty fifty shot of getting it right. Yep. So we're, uh, I'll, I'll get this started. I'll actually, uh, well, I guess we're only three minutes in the cast and I'm going to introduce <laughs> myself. That's actually a good, uh, a good number for us. It usually gets worse. Uh, I'm Alex Newman found on Twitter at Mel underscore chronicler. Um, and just a easy opening question for, for this is, is like, what's your favorite, uh, Thanksgiving food. And, and for me, it's, I'm going to say stuffing. I just love stuffing or dressing, depending on regionality within within the U.S. and maybe outside. I don't know how widespread this this particular food stuff is, but 
I love it, despite the fact that I generally just get it out of a box. I, I still, <laughs> even like the yep. the cheap uh, stovetop is is sort of the the brand name here. Like I, I love, I have it's one of the things that I just always have in my cupboard because if I'm, I, I I'm like we're already on to color pike things because well, we're talking we're gonna, about this. I'm like, we're okay, still we'll do come our back. opening questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll come, come back. back and let's we'll, we'll come, come back. back and we'll come back and elaborate on this specific. <laughs> so Hobbs, why don't you introduce yourself? Because, because that one already has me thinking many things. Um, so, uh, and I, I have actual just thoughts about kind of the Thanksgiving meal in general. And, we got to keep this shorter because this is a topic. Like the joke is like, I will make this meal with all of its sides multiple times a year. If people will let me like, I, I, I used to do, uh, when I worked at the, at a different VA than I'm at now, we used to do a Thanksgiving meal for some of the veterans in one of the programs I was in. And like the veterans would make fun of me because of how excited I got. Um, so, uh, hi, I'm Hobbs Q. Uh, pronouns he him i can be found on twitter at hobsq and this does relate to my answer and i also want to kind of think about just like just me saying that this topic is something that i could go on about forever so uh i i would generally most years get three meals in within a week with different groups of people um because i love this food um and the food I'm going to choose is mashed potatoes. And, and this is something that in particular is my mashed potatoes, the ones that I make. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a recipe that's based off of something out of the Top Chef cookbook. Uh, but this is one of the only things I've ever bought, like one of those devices that you only really need for one thing, but it makes such a difference, which is a ricer, which just, if you don't know what a ricer is, it looks like a giant garlic press, except you put the potatoes in them and you press it through this. And they come out as like stringy strands so that then when you like actually mash them, they come out like whipped, like creamy. And when we make these, so we made, we made a five pound bag of these and we like freeze leftovers uh, because I only make these once, maybe twice a year. They have three sticks of butter. Um, (laughs) They have a cup and a half or so of heavy whipping cream. And generally, I put mascarpone cheese in them too. Oh my god! So this is <laughs> this is a really good segue, and I want to like step on you yeah. if you have more to say here. No, this so is it's a ex- really good segue. Yeah, sort of a a sub conversation that you brought up for actually for the previous topic, but I think it still fits here. Um, yes, talking about hybrid mana and the the color pie of food, and part of that is because for the previous topic that I'm going to just kind of keep like hinting at but not actually saying what it was <laughs> when i mentioned we'll it back. to you we'll be back you your first response beyond like absolutely let's record that was okay but every single one of those ob- every single one of those is going to be black or maybe black x right yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. And so i think that there is definitely an element of that this is going to be heavier on there and this is part in part because some things for this holiday in general this is this is one of the eating holidays here in the u.s um we have drinking holidays and then we have other people's drinking holidays which we also (laughs) drink on but we have this is an eating holiday and and so that makes that tends to push towards that side of the color pie right there um but also and like you were saying the hybrid and this is this is 
I've had some thoughts about this and I intentionally didn't talk to you because I wanted to try to kind of work through this as, as we talk. Um, because hybrid mana is weird in that I'm, th- I think hybrid is more of a mechanical thing as opposed to gold, which would be, you know, you have, you know, white and a green in your mana color. That's a gold. If you have a white green hybrid, that's a hybrid. And I yeah, think so those are I, mechanical I guess, representations of sort of flavor things. I think so. I think that, and that was the reason I kind of was leaning that direction. Yeah, but where, where that's interesting, and I'm trying to hash out if this there is a place for this, or how this would fit with the color pie of food, is because in gold, it's green and green and white, as opposed to a green white hybrid is green or white it could fit solely in either yes so maybe there is more there so from a from a mechanical standpoint that card is still in the green is green and it's white because that's how the game mechanically works but now that i'm talking about it, i think you might be onto something in that there's foods that will fit into one or the other but see how is that different from them being in both so we've talked about them like we've talked on a lot any type of multicolored ones that we've had so far i would say Mm -hmm. we have talked a lot about the fact that it's 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 different pieces so like i think of like blue green foods that we've talked about in the past is because it is taking a chemical reaction to highlight the natural process Mm -hmm. but that but that that food would not be a like mono blue or a mono green food yes and that's where we're kind of at when it comes to hybrid mana you i wonder now that we're talking about because there are a bunch of things we get to where it's like well it's it's this but this other version of it that is the same type of food but is differently done is this other thing instead and maybe that's where hybrid lives. Maybe it is. Pie. And I know that, you know, when, when I brought this up for the other food that we are talking around over and over again, <laughs> but it does yep. work to me for Thanksgiving is, I mean, my, my initial thought had been those foods were decadent. Yes. And I think that a lot of times Thanksgiving food in America is decadent versions of kind of a lot of things like i think about Mm -hmm. i make mashed potatoes all year long i don't make these mashed potatoes and these mashed potatoes are always going to be able to be represented as they could they could be a mono black food right like i think that i'm comfortable saying that these could be a mono black food Mm -hmm. and then i could also look at well is there other things that it could be right like um and, and i think that that's where we're you know your the initial thought of it that brought it up to me is we've talked a lot in here about just our taxonomy to fit within the color pie. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting to me to think of where hybrid mana lies anyway, forget our color. Pie. Yeah. Just like, well, and I think this is something that people struggle with as it is right. Even there's like yeah. an argument that comes with commander all the time. Yeah. Of, of hybrid, hybrid mana. Yeah. Hybrid, you know, should, should it, or shouldn't it? represent you know it, it, it from a color identity standpoint it works just like gold and yeah. that's where it's like but should it because technically if you want to kind of talk about it a green white hybrid card that is just that is one or the other you could like that's how that that's how it's conceptualized right yeah. like that's kind of how mark rosewater i think has talked about hybrid mana a lot mm-hmm. and why you would do hybrid mana and it's a fascinating topic it is and and especially when it you know after that too 
they've used it and now that's this is a thing where I, I don't know that they could they could but it would have a lot more unintended consequences to change that that uh, representation now because there is cards that were specifically where hybrid was used specifically to expand the color pie of these cards without changing their colors in their casting costs. And and the, the, the first, the best example of that is the, the, the cycle of five that includes Alesha from fate reforged uh, five legends from there, which we actually, we did, we talked about Alicia during the <laughs> Legends episode we didn't spend a lot of time because I wanted to kind of talk about what that did mechanically, but I think we may, we'll get to that, you know, whenever we get around to talking about Jay's other book. We get Jay's other book. Here. I mean, it only took us a year to get to his first book. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, that's that, but that is, is an interesting design space that Wizards has been able to use because of how hybrid works in Commander, where they knew they could take Alesha and make a card that could be played in one color used, you know, fully in a two color deck, but is actually a three color commander for people who want to play commander. It's and, and then, and then you get into people, you know, like then this is where you get into weird things, right? Like, so this is, we're, we're starting to move off a little bit, but I think this is because we're going to tie it to food. And I think to understand hybrid mana is thinking about the commander discussion being so should i be able to play kitchen sphinx in a mono green or a mono white deck but then you have a legend like alesha right Mm -hmm. that you get to play so if you're getting to use it that way then you get to say it's all three colors but then if you want to include like certain cards in the deck that are Mm -hmm. like a red green hybrid you're now saying that that color yeah. identity doesn't more matter in some ways. Yeah, and and it, it's it's become a more complicated question than when it was originally because yes. of some cards like that. I mean, and and I think uh, I thought I had another example, but I've I've lost it. So there's a few weird there's a few weird examples. I mean, like Shards of Alar didn't have legends that did this, so I don't know if it's it, it, it it's not as applicable or not. I shouldn't say as applicable. It's not as noticeable. But yep. there's a handful of cards that are like one color. And then a hybrid color mana as their second mana. Yep. And so that also creates some weird things. Well, there's also, you know, something like Beseech the Queen. Um, so that's one of the first hybrids that I can really remember. Shadowmore. I'm gonna say Shadowmore um and hope that I'm right. But basically it it combined colorless with a colored mana. So they were like the the early ones were like it would be like to slash a color of mana so you could basically get it for a cheaper reduction cost if you're willing to spend colored mana but you could then play it using any yeah and that that creates some weird it does conversations there though i don't know that that applies as much for us because it doesn't think it does, change it... the color it's still mono black but there is that whole alternate casting thing for it yes um, where you don't have to spend black mana to be playing it every similar like phyrexian mana but well, I mean, but like with it, you could definitely play, in that color. So you could play six of any other and still get the spell, right? Like you don't yes. need any black at all. Um, yes. To get a very black effect. Yes, and but that I think from a color identity thing creates less of a question because it's just like sure, like the packs don't cost any mana at all ever, at least to cast, but they are definitely definitively in a single color same as 
cards with suspend that don't have a mana cost but there's that's a whole other thing and we're getting so far <laughs> off topic I mean, it only took us 15 minutes to get off topic i mean that's it's actually true. pretty good it's pretty we good weren't even us. talking food up until like the last couple we, that's true we we were almost on topic for most of it so i i do want to get back because we talked a little bit about black and things but we haven't really talked about the specifics of the color of high food so this is the thing we've done a number of episodes on um but this Kind of, this goes back to, um, I started talking and I can't remember what I was going to say. This goes back to an episode from, there it is, from, from one of our patrons, uh, Zach, um, who asked us a question about sauces. And we started from there and sort of have built this whole thing around it. Um, but so going in Wubrick order, this is just a rough idea of kind of where I put, and we've been developing this as we go, but just to give everyone, a, to bring everyone up to the same page when we're talking about the five colors, at least the five mono colors. Um, so for white, these are going to be mostly foods that are for the masses, things that are consistent and easy. And this is the one that is the most culturally specific. What's available, consistent and easy changes culture to culture and region to region a lot more than how some of these others work. Um, blue are tend to be things with lots of pieces, less natural. There's more manufactured stuff to it. Um, black is the greasy, fatty flavor at all costs is kind of the, the thing. And that's where, why we say a lot of this stuff fits that. And I'm actually going to contend as we get into some of these that white is another element that is going to be highly related to hybrid costs. And this actually changes a little bit of our discussion that we've had previously and may actually build off of some stuff of where we've struggled with white, or at least where we've run into these kind of like discussions about white, I think actually may make more sense as we move into hybrid discussion. That's a good call. Cause part of my difficulty with that, we'll get, I'm going to get red and green explained and then I can get back to some part of my difficulty with white. Maybe we can, get into that but so red and like what tastes best reckless abandon um i think you know where black is is definitely more specific flavor at all costs red is going to be things i think the quintessential red thing was like a hot sauce something that's that you know you're you're you want that 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 reckless abandoned thing. Red also has a lot of, like when we were talking about preparation, I think things that are quick and easy are a little more leaning towards red because you just want to eat. You want to get that, get ready, go. Yes. Oh gosh, man. See this, this, I'm getting. (laughs) Yeah. And then let's, and then green is, is kind of the opposite of blue in a lot of ways. It's more natural ingredients. It's, it's fewer things because you're trying to highlight the natural ingredients and, and you're trying to process things less. So I think in part of my, we've had, so we've, and this is, I don't think going to come up as relevant today, but our last mm-hmm. episode, I think we really leaned into also kind of talking a little bit about how the color pie of cooking styles, which yes. has been one of the things that we end up kind of talking about because like red, it can be like chaos. Like we talk about anything could yeah. be a sandwich or just like you cook with what's around you. Yes. Um, as a, yeah, as opposed yes. to blue might be like, I get a shopping list and I go get the things to do the exact thing. Or red is just like, ah, I just have whatever in the cupboard and this will do. Yes. Or like blue might use like gastronomy techniques or special techniques. And that's, but yes. Red, red may do something like try to prepare a recipe that needs chicken bouillon and use gravy instead, which might right. have happened tonight with my dad. <laughs> 
I'm just that's not actually a bad to substitution pull, to, to, to pull an example that happened from dinner tonight after we got back from from actual like Thanksgiving at my sister's for for lunch. This, this so, is so amazing to me because I'm just like, yeah. well, of course that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, that that's literally uh, something that happened because I don't have any chicken boy yet. So my parents are staying there, so my dad made dinner and was like, well, what do you have? <laughs> made made do with what I had. So yeah, um, but one of my one of the things we're still kind of working out, and this is not going to be what we're working out today, but we're kind of as we go forward. Um, one of the things that made me feel a little odd about white because this was, I think, the sandwich episode when we realized like I kind of wanted to put them all there because it's more culturally sensitive. But it's like some of the other ones don't feel like they are as like blue and green in particular are ones that I think feel less though what each culture has uses in blue and green are going to be different. The specifics of this is steamed vegetable. That's green (laughs) versus this is complex sauce that takes lots of different steps and does lots of different things is going to be blue and different cultures will have lots of different things that fit in that blue category. Whereas white changes a lot more, I think. And it's just, it's been odd for me trying and and i think i realized one of the last time too things don't always have to be even because that's part of my problem is i feel like even if it's they're not all even i want everyone to be represented but it's like not all colors are going to be represented in all contexts in all places and that's fine and this is where i am going to go with where i think the hybrid white (laughs) actually is a lot of what we talk about that's a Good way to categorize that. We have had a lot of discussions about, okay, well, a grilled cheese sandwich is white. And then we go on to talk about, but you can also do this, this, and this to a grilled cheese sandwich and elevate it and everything else. That's a a good example. I think the way that we had set up white in some ways had been kind of like consistency. You know what you're going to get. Like, but I think that that might be a hybrid piece to it is like, okay, it could be white. So like stuffing. Right. Yes. Stuffing, to get back to the actual topic. Getting back to your your very first example, mm-hmm. we had a discussion even as we were signing on air about me talking about, okay, so we're well, we have to make things gluten free in our house now with Gen celiacs. But even before, I would get like bread that was either already staled or you know that I would take like fresh bread and I would use that. And you were like, yeah, stovetop stuffy. Yeah, right? and I'm like, I buy a box, yeah. and I put it in some boiling water, and I right. sometimes add my own herbs to it too. Because let me and tell maybe you, maybe some celery top, or something. No, I don't even. Okay, really? sorry. Okay, no, no. So here's what I do. Here's what I like to do with a box of stovetop stuffing. I get, <laughs> I get the traditional herb, or there's a sage one, I think. Um, I'll do that, and then you you boil water, and then in in the uh, I put in the stuffing, then I put in dill and garlic mix it until all the water is gone and then you serve it see this is like this is where we've had these discussions before like you know like bases white being kind of this like you know but there's that consistency you know if you follow those instructions on the back of stove cups and and you're gonna get something is is somebody you know who who has spent you know a lot of time with myself have to just try to cook for one sometimes it's hard to do that a that's a, the stuffing saves fairly well particularly if you reheat it by like 
doing some weird things, frying it, like make little patties and stuff. Like you can do some stuff with it. Um, but it's so easy. It is. If you can boil water, you can make a box of stovetop stuffing. And I love it. So it works out. And see, like, I don't, I like, I want to saute <laughs> onion. I want chopped up. I want chopped up pieces of celery. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't make like the sausage or I know people like, and then, you know, there's like cornbread stuffing, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 but at the same time, like, I want to like, I want to cook my stuffy. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I want I, like, to cook. I just want to eat. And that's... So like mashed potatoes is the same way. Even, mm-hmm. even if we want to say not doing like dehydrated dried Yeah, we'll, we'll set my mashed potatoes aside and talk about <laughs> like actually mashing potatoes. Like even if we go with that though, like there, this is where I kind of was thinking like mashed potatoes I am taking is like hybrid white black or at least... They get so so to me. That's because they 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 could be decadent. Even if you make them like plain, everybody tends to have mashed potatoes on a table. Like if we want to think about a Thanksgiving meal for those of you who are not in the United States, it's like there's some common things: turkey, that usually the big one, but like not always. Some people don't like mm-hmm. turkey, so like that's there's ham. Um, but like you, let's say a turkey, uh, stuffing or dressing um, is, is pretty common, pretty common. It, 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 there's a discussion. So you talked about stuffing dressing. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of that debate gets into whether it's actually put inside the bird or not. Mm-hmm. Cause do you stuff or did you put it on the side and cook it in the oven? Um, but there's that there's usually mashed potatoes. So, and we don't necessarily have to get through the list because then we can talk about them one at a time as we color pie. Go I'm trying to let some people that maybe like, what are these Americans even doing over there? Understand well, yeah. most of these things. I'm putting hybrid black again, because there and, are and, things that you tend to make more decadent at Thanksgiving. Yes. And, and that's to get back to part of what I was saying too this is an eating holiday and I never really finished that thought. That's part of why I feel most of this stuff fits in that <laughs> color. Pie I'm laughing. You, you don't. Because, sorry, but I have to, just, I'm laughing because like usually like I never finished that. Um, that we had Taya <laughs> transcends one of our amazing, amazing patrons and just such an amazing person who commented on our recent episode with Jay, just like three episodes. These episodes have been glorious train wrecks of going on tangents <laughs> and I love it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, what are we even talking about? Alex? That's, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, those and like ugh, some of these are just excuses for you and I just to get together and just like chat for 45 minutes to an hour and, and it's great. It's, it's a fun journey and, and um, <laughs> it's, it's always weird, but cool. And that people are like ready to go on that journey with us. Um, But so that's where I was getting to the whole, this is an eating holiday thing where it's about the decadence. It's about the excess. I mean, that's not about that, but that's a feature for sure. For for a lot of people it is, right? Like if we're talking about this as food, it is. Yes. I mean, and and part of that is a family thing. Part of that's a community thing. The like kind of the point in general, maybe not for everyone all the time, always, but in general, the point of it is to make a whole lot of food for a whole lot of people. Yeah. For however many people are going to be there, everyone eats more food than they need to. And then everyone has to bring food home because whoever's yeah. hosting cannot use that much food before it goes bad. 
So you bring Tupperware, you bring food home because we made too much food. That's I think kind we've talked of about, right, like we've talked about this before, like with your like your dad and his yeah. cooking. Like like it is a it's it's like bad yes. if you don't have extra food. And and Thanksgiving is kind of like that. And there is, you know. You know, even moving this title to Friendsgiving because it's really it's community. I mean, in some ways, that's the that's the element of it that I want to highlight and play up is like community, and that's that's kind of become the the important thing for us. I mean, and so for some people, it's it's about family that, and sometimes, unfortunately, there's family that isn't great to be around, and that's an unfortunate thing sometimes. But you know, I think where where this holiday, despite bad origins can still be great is where it's about the community. It's about introspective. I mean, you know, you talk about being thankful at the top of the show and that's a, that's an important part. It's in the name of the holiday and that's where things are great. It's where it's about the community. It's about the introspection and it's about that, that thankfulness. Um, And that's where it's also about kind of excess food sometimes. And that's where the black comes from. And that's where the white comes from. White is the color of community um, in a lot of ways, not entirely. It's not unique to them, but that's a big, that's a big component of, of white. And so it's just, that's where it can be interesting to try to talk about these foods because those are the drives of that. And that's where the color, that's where, again, we talk about this sort of context thing. It's like stuff is, they're, they're not all going to be represented. I mean, there's even a, a fairly strong argument for some element of green to at least the holiday as a whole, because that's kind of the color of tradition. And a lot of this stuff is traditional. That's a, key component you have every year especially around this time but it's fairly easy to google and find this stuff there's the maps of the u.s and like which regional dishes exist in different parts of the states because in some places macaroni and cheese is a important part of thanksgiving yeah that's a thing i've never had see and and it's really funny that you say that because like to me it was because i had family that was vegetarian mm-hmm. and that was always something that my grandmother made just growing up as a dish like not even a side dish it was like it was to have another mm-hmm. thing and it was just that was big and our family was making homemade mac and cheese already so mm-hmm. it was really funny to me because like yeah it makes a lot of sense and then i learned the regionality to it and i think that that's that's kind of cool about the internet is to to me Sorry, yes, and, and, so well, far say, afield. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's fine. This is what we do. One of the things I wanted to, one of those more regional dishes that I wanted to shout out, something that we had a, a lot when I was a kid, and then I think my dad realized none of us like it except for him, so he stopped making it, but is, is wild rice. That is a fairly regional thing, at least in Minnesota from what I've seen. It doesn't seem super widespread outside of here, but it is a particular type of rice that you get here a lot in different things. Like some restaurants, you'll, like a, a common place to see it is like a, a chicken wild rice soup, which is kind of a cream-based soup with with chicken vegetable, uh, like root vegetables and, and the wild rice. But my, da- my dad would do a wild rice. Um, I think I would call it a casserole, but it's probably closer to a pilaf. Uh, and that was part of Thanksgiving for a while for me. So I, again, just growing up culturally, that's what I thought was a, significant thing and then i learned that like no that's not actually that common because wild rice itself is is pretty regional to hear uh yes <laughs> that, is, that is true but so i want to just want to make sure to to you know get to call that out and, and share that that's a um it's a thing i like like i said the, the rice itself like just the rice the, the dish i didn't 
enjoy so much. The chicken wild rice soup I love. So, wherever <laughs> Minnesota. How literally, how many, how many foods just, have you actually done? One? What's the color? I don't know. Green? Uh, it, what, are you talking wild rice? Like half the audience yes, is just like, what are we talking about? That's not a Thanksgiving food. Like we just lost like entire coasts. Well, are, I, okay. First of all, we're we're talking about an exclude the the to today is American Thanksgiving, so we're talking <laughs> exclusively about American thing. We're, okay, we're, so we've, we've, we're trying to give a window to a specific cultural thing and talk about color by food uh, of food, and so that's why I wanted to contribute to an even smaller <laughs> for people who are not familiar with that. I mean, to be fair, like, I will say that, like, there definitely is, uh, you know, like, um, I think that if we have people listening from overseas, they're probably never going to actually want Thanksgiving at this point. Like, they're gonna be like, we don't need whatever this meal it's, is. Because it's... The, the goblins don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, we're so, all right. So why don't, why don't you, I don't know. What do you, what do you think of Hobbs? For which? <laughs> talk turkey? I don't know. Pick one. Let's talk turkey. Because that turkey. is the centerpiece, right? It is. I for, mean, for, for most, most for most, yeah. for most people. Um, I mean, this it, <laughs> highlighting the fact that you know most of this is is in excess, and, and usually, as you say, you you build it more decadent. So, well, setting those aside, I mean, turkey is turkey. You 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 cook the bird, you serve the meat. That's green, I guess. In yeah, that I, in that I, sense. Tur- of the things here, yes, like the things that you're doing to a turkey are still generally to enhance kind of natural flavors and in a way that I don't think we're pushing it out. Like, because even the most of the ways to highlight or like to, to enhance it are natural. So yeah. brining it yep. is so like you, so you soak it in like a salt and herb. Herbs. I mean, you could do seasoning like, like water and just because turkeys can dry out very easily. Um, and so yeah. this is like, you're doing things to add moisture in so it doesn't dry out to keep it good. And then, I, you know, you and I talked um, earlier today, I talked about like the turkey that we did this year, we did aromatics, mm-hmm. um, which is ways to kind of get some more flavors into turkey naturally. Usually it's like adding sprigs of herbs, adding some fruit or some citrus, some, some veggies, and you cook them either in the pan or, or in the cavity of the bird. But it's, it's really to like add flavor to it and it's to enhance it. It's to, it's to complement it. It's not to change it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're trying to help the turkey, turkey harder. And, and that is pretty green. Yeah. I think that one is like the easiest one of anything we talk about today. So th- there, now you get to pick something. There we go. <laughs> Cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to choose this. (laughs) I knew it. Like my whole mind, my brain. Oh, there's two particular particular variants of this. And one is more green and one is more blue green um, is my my argument here for for cranberry sauce. Um, It's I mean, one of them is (laughs) is basically cranberries with. With a little bit of, I, I I don't know, I've never made it, so I'm guessing like so sugar it's and basically stuff. cranberries, usually with a citrus sort of uh, mm-hmm. juice, using something like an orange juice. Um, uh, it basically you you kind of cook them uh, until they like pop. It's really about using whole round yes, whole cranberries. cranberries. You 
some spices, some maybe some bourbon if you cook like my family. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think my dad used bourbon this year when he made his cranberries, but but it's I, it's, it's but it's, it's a thing. I, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but either way, it's it's about whole fruits. Yep, you're, you're, that, you are still cooking them until they almost like they are becoming a little bit more like a gelatin like consistency. Yeah, you, or you, however, however, that so that's where that's a more green. That's one end of the spectrum. More green. It's not entirely, but it's more green because again, it's it's about the whole cranberries. It's about doing more to them, but it's about the cranberry. The other one, which you might have seen in like horror videos about American Thanksgiving. Whoa, whoa! Maybe see, not horror videos. We, where people we need to have discussions before we get on the show together. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love canned cranberry sauce, but for <laughs> someone who doesn't, who has not grown up with it, it looks freaky. And I don't think you can argue that point, Hobbs, because it is gelatinous, <laughs> purple-looking thing that is the shape of the can. You have to like, literally, crack the, literally crack the can open, and you you like try to pour it out. You have to like, you turn it upside down until you get the, you get the, the butter knife in there. Sometimes, oh, yeah, if you have to, to but like, if not, you get that satisfying like noise as it plops yeah. out and it like you could easily slice it because it has yep. rings yeah. from the can, from the can. Yeah. because it's, it's yes and there's you know preferably no real cranberries in it at all it's that's just a lie uniform purple. no i'm just kidding that's <laughs> still it's uh, i'm exaggerating for effect there a little bit but <laughs> that is much more simic this is using science to provide a food that is kind of like the food that it's supposed to be in nature, but is it really? <laughs> this is the most simic. Like we talk blue green a lot on the yes. show. We haven't even gotten into not, guilds. This I'm not is gonna lie. Simic. Going this all the simic. way. I'm not gonna lie. Going all the way back to the sauces when we talk about the color pie of things. Every time that <laughs> we talk about simic, I think cranberry, canned cranberry sauce. That has been the image in my head for two years when we've talked about this topic they even there, there was there's been articles this year about the fact that like ocean spray cranberry sauce labels are upside down and it's because you're supposed to like take the <laughs> lid off in that way to get them to come out like when you turn it upside yeah. down the label will be correct side up yep yeah it's it's Wonderful. It's good. It's I mean, so I like good. I, I love to be honest. I just love cranberries. But it's, it is simic, though. It is <laughs> completely so simic. And, yeah. Like we don't even normally get into guilds. There's no other way about it. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's not just green blue. No, simic. No, it is clearly they, they simic. They would come up with some way to make it grow like that naturally. <laughs> to just cut out all of these other processes. Just like this is the most efficient way to make this happen i don't know though it feels like it has to come out of a can or it's not right but so you make the cans grow naturally okay that's fair we got that um let's go with um you know let's stick we're still sticking with these did we actually we did talk potatoes stuffing yeah well okay stuffing generally bread but we talked stuffing and, and mashed potatoes yeah well potatoes i actually was going to say potatoes uh, to me, are I, I? I think I said they were clearly black hybrid. Yeah, I don't know if I said what I thought they were. Otherwise, you said black white for mashed potatoes. Well, okay, <laughs> that's that's what you said. At least that's what I recall you saying. 
I don't know if you have more yeah. to add to that. If you do, great. You know, because I'm thinking of like ways for red, and I think that there is. No, That's, there, no. This is going to be. This is uh, you know, unfortunately, it hurts to say it as a goblin, but this is going to be a little red list. I don't know that it'll be ex- entirely red. It will not. I already have a red okay, food ready good. to go. But there is so. there is a lot less vacuum. I, I can name so. Yeah, <laughs> my my I, brother-in-law did today, where he just had like open spots on the serving dish he picked. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'll just fill this." And it's like, "Well, it's kind of a red approach to that." That's the red approach, but that's not red food. But and because I, so much I have of some. I have that's some. good. That, I'm glad you have that. But it's just because so much of this stuff is generally based on tradition. So much of this stuff tends to be more decadent. A lot of it just requires the prep time. There just isn't really the red. Well, I was going to say, Presence the there. red comes in the fact that, like, people forget everything that they need until the last minute, <laughs> and they are rushing to stores. The, yeah, the, the red comes from going to the grocery store, you know, yeah. 10, 8 in the morning on Thanksgiving to get this thing that I was missing. Yeah. That's fair. So actually. that's where I think that, yeah, I, I think that's w- where it is. Where are you going next, Alex? Um, another one of my favorites is uh, green bean casserole. So this is, well, I love it. This is another this, weird one. And this one also has some, has some, some weird, just how you grow up things. So the basics, the, the basics of this is, this is green beans and this is like cream of mushroom soup. And there's a lot more you can do with it. And of course you got to put little crunchy onions on top, French's onions or some similar thing. Um, but like, this it was it was funny to me it's like i've always loved this as a kid this was my one of my favorite things and it was actually very close to me saying this instead of stuffing at the top of the show but having grown up for a for a long time where we didn't have tons of money like we get canned green beans it just makes it easier or cheaper we just put them together mix it up yeah cool yeah well then one year my grandma said you know what we're gonna do fresh green beans we're gonna do a treat for the kids we're gonna make green bean casserole with fresh green beans and none of us liked it because we were not used to the consistency of a fresh green bean it was tough or not tough it was you know it was a little more crunchy it was a little tougher and we're just like this is not what we want from a green bean casserole this is not what we are used to from a green bean casserole um I don't know, color pie wise, like you say, that's this is, I think, where that hybrid comes in because if you're making it with fresh green beans, it's a little more green. But even when you're mixing all the cream and mushroom things, you're putting this other stuff in there, it still becomes more black, decadent. Um, I think if you make it out of canned stuff, you'd have no green in it at all. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that, like, this is a clear example of like, how Americans in some ways can take healthier ingredients (laughs) and just say, screw you. We're going to find out how we can possibly like, yeah, 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 we're going to add cream of mushroom soup to a vegetable. And then we're going to call it a casserole. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't forget the French's and onions. The, yeah, like if people don't know you, little, or if you're make, if even if you were going to make this from scratch, a lot of people would feel you have to have some sort of like battered dried onions. Yes, these 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 crispy fried onions, crispy usually, fried onions. Yeah, you'll, you you got to put them on top, 
And then if you're my family, you put some on top and then you put the container of the onions on the table so that people can take more after they've scooped their uh, green beans. I, I was waiting for you to go to go with that one. Like this is one that like I did not grow up with and um, mm. Jen, Jen loves it. And, and the, like the joke is cause we, we've had to do things to make, um, uh, make elements of uh, um, Thanksgiving celiac friendly for Jen is, you know, trying to find those onions. Mm. Like she like basically was like, if we can't find them, I really have no desire to have it. So yeah, like it a, is an integral part for yes. a lot of people to and have that. And especially like if again if if you're you're like me or, or my family where we grew up with canned um, green beans, that's how you change the consistency. Canned green beans are mushy, and then you're adding a soup, like a, a cream <laughs> soup. To it. it just mushies it even more. You need that crunch, you know, that that extra crunch on it to to change the texture. I just. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm still laughing word. about cream of mushroom. Like that yeah. even just concept is amazing yeah. to me. Like, we got mushrooms. <laughs> what do we need to do to get people to eat them? Yeah. <sighs> so much you have. Let's hear. So you let's, let's move. We're going to move into desserts. Um, and this is where I get to say how we get to have some red ingredients. Mm. Um, okay. Because... We are going to introduce pecan pie. <laughs> and I'm not even going to get us into a discussion of pecan versus pecan. We, um, when you use one versus the other, have we had this discussion? No, we haven't had that discussion. I do believe we've talked, uh, I know we've talked about pecan pie. So I think we did on the pie episode. The pie episode. Um, and now I'm like, I'm probably going to completely contradict myself no, from whatever I, I said then. I remember what I said, and I can bring that back up, or at least some of what I said. But like, so, okay, once again, preparation wise, this is something that uh, my wife and I started making when, when we first were dating, like the very first year. Um, and it is a pie that like, I never knew what it was growing up, right? Like, I never would have thought about it yeah. because I just I, like, I avoided it because I'm like, pecan, that sounds healthy. Right. But once again, like, well, what is a nut in a pie? Like, I, I know what apple pie is, but are you just gonna like put some sugar and nuts together and like throw them into a pie. Well, kind of, you're just, <laughs> you're just chopping them up and adding some other stuff first. And I think that the reason I'm going to give it to us is if you make them as they should be made, um, I'm going to use that word should, you should put cayenne pepper and you should spice your pecans. And there is a reason you're trying to balance out sweetness from the pie, but it is a very much a red way to approach balancing out flavors. Yes. Yeah. Just and throw some heat. For, for, for folk who aren't familiar with, with pecan pie, candied pecans do make up the top of it. That is the top. And the rest of it is basically a, is like solid caramel custard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it basically is. like a custardy type one. When I found out that that pie is like 75% caramel, I felt lied to for my entire life. I was like, I could have been eating this pie been. that is nothing but sugar that pretends to be healthy because it puts pecans on top of it. Okay. <laughs> and it looks pretty. Like pecans looks, look really good. And then you yeah. realize that the pecans are also candied. But you But even then, like even if you don't make them necessarily spiced, even well, yeah. I think that most people 
do is like you're putting cumin, you're putting these mm-hmm. bolder flavors onto it to balance that out. And then I'm also thinking that it's full on red because once again, we don't just make spice pecans. We make bourbon spiced pecans and our caramel <laughs> filling also has bourbon in it. Yeah. When you, when you <laughs> add bourbon and cayenne pepper to it, suddenly it's, yeah, red. it's a little more red. Yeah. Even, even like forget the way that we cook it, which is basically me being like, how much water does it say to do? Okay. We replace that with bourbon and I'll just pour <laughs> a little bit more. I'm cooking the nuts in them. It's going to, it's going to cook off. <laughs> Yep. That's that's a goblin pie right there. Like it really that's why I was like, that's why I I was like, I have red. It's got it's like straight up like pecan pie is a goblin pie. Yep. Like yeah. Uh, I like it. All right, so I guess I can I'll I'll take the uh the traditional the See, the, the I, one that I, I yep. talked about because I'll be honest, like the, the dessert is not what I'm I'm into this this meal for. So I at pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Um, pumpkin pie, which, you know, you hear a lot about the pumpkin spice, which is actually a different thing. Most often pumpkin spiced things do not have pumpkin flavor. They are Correct. taking the the spices that are added to pumpkin pie. And I can never remember all of them. I know it's cloves. I know it's nutmeg and cinnamon. And I always You're miss it. You're doing well so far. And I can't remember. I know there's at least one more and I can't remember. What's that fourth one? Um, so usually there could be uh, ginger. Ginger, okay. Or oftentimes it's allspice. And allspice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that's like how you make your own if you're ever wanting to make it. And and like that's why they sell things as pumpkin pie spice. And your pumpkin spice lattes don't actually have pumpkin in them. Yes. And that's the difference (laughs) between something that's pumpkin flavored and something that's pumpkin spice flavored, usually. Yes. Um and and so pumpkin pie is just a, a pie made out of really pureed pumpkins those spices and and probably some other pie binding things but i've never made a pie myself but like those are your primary flavors as you're getting really you are, to be yeah, honest, yeah you're not getting i don't think you're getting a lot of flavor out of the pumpkin either i think that's more of a consistency it is a consistency thing and so like pumpkin is one of the things that flavor it's pretty inert i mean like i mean i we we make lots of things with pumpkin like we've made pumpkin ice cream and when we make it that way we put those spices in we tend to use real pumpkin in it too it does add consist it is more of a like it does add like a creaminess it adds a consistency um, it binds. Uh, I mean, in some ways, like it holds, helps hold things together. Mm, okay. But, you know, like, th- and this is a discussion in our household. Yeah. It is a pumpkin based custard filling. Uh, a lot of people use like pumpkin pie that come, like pumpkin pie filling that comes in a can versus <laughs> like breaking down a pumpkin themselves. Yep. So this is where we can talk about the fact that like, I'm putting this as hybrid green because I think that all versions of it in some way are green. I agree. And, and cause, and that's the thing is like outside of that, like it's, there's pumpkin and then yep. there's some spices and you're yep. not doing much else. That. Even the most decadent version of this isn't actually going that much further than that. And, you know, including in my household where you put an entire tub of cool whip on it. Like, <laughs> like, like my dad's tradition, which is is flat genius, is you let everybody else take their pie first and whatever Cool Whip they want, because then you can take your pie and put it into the Cool Whip container and just eat it right out of there with your whatever. Dad pie. is a goblin. He is. It's, it's like, amazing. It's like one of those like we need to get him on this 
show at some point. And we've discussed this, I know. But as you're mentioning all of these things, I'm like, your dad is flat out a goblin. And I love it. I love everything about this. So, I mean, we we talked about, I think, more tradition. And I think, as you said, that's why there was a lot of green. There's a lot of black when these foods, because there is decadent versions of it. And I think it just let us kind of have this fun opening of this discussion of where we can go with hybrid mana and how it plays into our refinement of the color pie and for food, for food in particular. I love doing these episodes because it always helps me like think about like the color pie itself in a non magic, I mean, in a magical way. Uh, I mean, it's just, I, I love having other, like this series to me is one of my favorites because it helps me re envision magic cards and magic design. Yeah, I mean, and it, 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 it's nice to be able to take this concept that we are familiar with, you know, in in one very specific context and sort of pull it out of that context entirely and say, let's talk about it. I mean, it's the same way like people will do the, you know, what color pie, talking about personality tests and things in a similar way. It's a similar, you know, different version of this conversation, but in a similar way, you're taking it out of that context and you're talking about it in a different context. And it's really interesting. It helps you to sort of test you know, how do these things work? How do these colors work? How does this stuff fit? And also, like, for me, like, I love just talking about food this way, because it it lets us do the same thing with food, where we're kind of taking it out of its context a little bit, and putting it into the color pie and trying to talk through some things. We are. And we're also trying to think about, you know, like, when it comes to food, and just like, just like the the wide variety of it. And and, and it's not easy. Well, I'd say, you know, like, we can't, pigeonhole food because there are so many things to be quantifying to try to get it come up with a taxonomy it makes me kind of think of just like how difficult magic design is right to Mm -hmm. make things that are discrete and that we're getting this bleed we're getting ideas like hybrid so that we can expand it ways that we can maybe bend the color pie but not Mm -hmm. break it so are we is there ways that we can do that with food Right. Like, okay, well, yeah, technically. And this is something we could be looking at something like, okay, this is the X's part of our color pie. What other colors could this be pushed into as a secondary color where maybe it isn't that we need to say this is a red black food, but this is still a Mm. red. This is a red food. It's a primary red, a secondary, a tertiary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like keywords are spread out and some of our stuff before you know, like some of our stuff could be in that way. Like it's a keyword and it, it, it applies across. So. Keyword flambade. <laughs> what, where does that fit in the color pie? I think keyword, that's blue primary. Keyword cookie with alcohol. I mean, flambade definitely no, no, flambade. is secondary red. Yeah. Secondary red. It, I mean, yeah. Like, and we could even have a debate on that. Well, it may be primary, right? I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a pretty good episode right there. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that. If any of you ever visit the States and you're around our neck of the woods, I will cook you a meal based on this episode alone. And just for you, not for me, not for me, for (laughs) you to experience American Thanksgiving in all of its glory, and it will be for you. It won't be selfish. It won't be me pulling any sneaky goblin tricks. It'll be for you only.
And that's our show for today. You can find the hosts on Twitter. Hobbs Q can be found at Hobbs Q. And Alex Newman can be found at Mel underscore Comicord. Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at GoblinLorePod on Twitter or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood gobsled, the task can be found at Patreon.com slash GoblinLorePod. Opening and closing music by Vindergotten, who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten or online at Vindergotten.Bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael, who can be found on Twitter at Steve Raphael. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Tipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.